Oh, yeah, really? My bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Welcome to another amazing episode of Cross Culture. Um, Erica, for those new listeners that we may have tuning in with us today, could you give them a brief explanation about what Cross Culture is? Ah, Cross Culture. Cross Culture is the the combination of the different things that surround you, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, different knowledges, point of view, different way you were raised, culture, religion, and how you put that all together to make it one and make it work for you. And that's it. On that. <laughs> all right, you guys. Y'all already know how we like to get into our podcast. We like to start with the topics. All right. All right. So we got a couple of things. We got a couple of things on the list. Um, but let's start with the, the juicy one that's been, you know, all over the media and Twitter and the news, Instagram. So what's his name? 69? Erica, I heard you two are also part of the Train Nine Bloods. <laughs> I'm like, what? First of all, what is what is that? Who are they? Like, what? All right. Y'all, you see, this is, this is crazy. Life is crazy like this because you get to see things unfold, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like maybe even this time a year ago when 6ix9ine was really popping a buzzing. Maybe even like two years ago, he just started put buzzing. He was doing all that. We see this kid with the rainbow hair throwing up all type of gang signs. Right. Getting into it with our, you know, Chicago Mayor Chief Keith, letting us, you know, just doing all type of stuff to prove that he was hood. Then boom, boom, here you go. He catches a case. Boom, boom, here it goes. They say that he's copied a plea deal, that he's going to snitch in exchange for some time. And right. here we are today watching it unfold. So basically, he's like snitching. He is saying every single thing. I think, um, when, when he got kidnapped, didn't he get kidnapped one time? Yeah, so he got kidnapped. So basically, um, that was false, right? Or was no, planned? it really happened. So it's like, okay, we're jumping all over the place. So, first of all, what he, um, was arrested for or what he's in is a RICO case. If y'all know what a RICO is, it's basically organized uh-huh. mob crime activity um, and stuff like that. Now, from what we were able to gather from his original testimonies, he says that he met uh, Shadi. Shadi was like his manager or whoever, also like the leader of the Trey Nines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he kind of walked up to them and said, you know what? 
I want to be part of y'all gang. They said, you know what, this kid is going places, so on and so forth. We'll use you if you use us. So he explained it that he financed the gang in exchange for gang credibility credibility and so on and so forth. In the midst of that, he ended up getting robbed. He ended up getting, like, kidnapped, which we saw the video, which I felt like that was odd, too. Like, this video is mighty clear. Like, Mm -hmm. how set up was this set up? Uh, Everything was just super weird and super, like... I don't know. Like, there's a there's a new conspiracy going around that 69 really has been working with the feds this whole time. Like, this is an infiltration oh. of hip-hop and, and crime and organized crime and hmm, stuff. Interesting. And I can believe it, because this, this whole case, even how the testimony is going, everything seems a little, like, orchestrated. It don't yeah. seem like... It's too easy. Like, it's, too it's, easy. it's just, like, it's, it's just so smooth easy. the way everything is coming out. No yeah. issues. So, basically, some of the juicy things he said. He said Cardi B... It's part of the gang, right? Yeah, and even okay, so even with that, so what ended up happening, reports came out that um he really didn't say that. That was just kind of like internet propaganda. Okay. Um, but what ended up happening in result is that it's Cardi, which is why I'd be like, Cardi, getting your I don't know, somebody needs to get her some real media training because I right. feel like you should never even respond it. So cause for you to so say she responded? She responded. She said, I'm not part of the train nine bloods, I'm part of the brim brim six brim. I don't be knowing the New York gang. Oh. But it's like she part of some other gang of, oh, or denomination wow. of the bloods. Really? But it's like, yeah, I mean I knew that Cardi be gang banging. I didn't know how deep her affiliation was, but uh, again, I feel like you now are at a, at a point in your career where you shouldn't even be responding to stuff. Hey, like oh, that. you a whole mother, girl. You yeah, better like, get you, your priorities straight. What is this? You do not need to respond to that. You just say my name is Bennett and I'm not in it. Apparently, Jim Jones, too, he may be involved. Girl. Like, he may also be talking to the feds. Like, he has a long, you know, career of, you know, crime and stuff like that. And he's never really, you know, spent any time in jail. That's because he has some type of, like, deal with the feds and stuff like that. And of course, 50 Cent posted about it. <laughs> But the thing is that you know what I'm seeing. You know, everyone's saying he's is he wrong for snitching for not wanting to for have for reducing his jail time or whatever. Is he wrong yeah, for doing that? He's Why wrong, is he wrong for snitching the way he snitched because it's levels to snitching. One, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't as as he already stated, you sought this life out. That is true. That is so true. it's you like put in this you put yourself in this predicament and you knew what it was. And so what it for comes you. With it. For you to now, like, get caught up in what you already knew it was and snitch this hard. Because it even came to a point where he was just saying stuff that didn't even need to be said. Like, right. So it's just like, you're you're doing too much at this point. Like, I think it's definitely, it's rat behavior. I'm, I'm super So is it that he should have just been completely quiet or he should have left some information out? Because I feel like even if he had said certain things and left certain things out, people would still say he's a snitch, period, for giving up he should, any type he of information. He shouldn't have said anything, in my opinion. He shouldn't have said anything? No, because it's like... So he should have spent all those years in jail or whatever it is. That's the life you signed up for. And right. that's, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, personally, me... You know, and I'm not trying to sound more gangster or whatever, but I, I'm not a snitch. But I don't put myself in situations to do that. I tell people all the time, like, don't do stuff around me that you know, will make me feel some type of way right. about you or put me in a predicament where I feel like, dang, do I have to snitch? Because I hate, like, you know... Because to me, it's like you're putting people in jail. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I'm saying? You're putting people in for prison. For something you were involved at, in, For something you were involved in at the expense of yourself. That's what you're yeah. saying. It's like, it's, it's like, I get it. You're not going to sacrifice yourself for somebody else, but you were involved at the end of the day. You were well, involved, so... I beg, I, this American loyalty snitch stuff is, is something else. It's, I keep on... I'm still baffled by it. But I get it, though. But as for me, as you said, the main thing is that you did sort this life. You put yourself in this situation. Yeah, you so you know what it songs. comes with. Exactly. You making your song. He was doing too much. He, then he, he said he actually did send out a hit on... Um, on Chief, Chief Keef. Yeah. It's like, you did too... You for know what for what reason? For... 
Because you, what you trying to portray, like you went too hard trying to portray a life that wasn't yours to begin with. It's crazy. This is goes into, into back to cloud chasing. You know what I'm saying? Because so when much. you see old, old pictures of him, like he was this regular Mexican kid, no tattoos, nothing, looking like a lame in high school. And then out of nowhere, within a few years or even less, he just switched to this full-on tattooed rainbow-colored guy yeah. saying nigga, nigga this and, you know, claiming to be this and that. Ugh. I mean, it's, it's, as you make your bed, so shall you lie in it. So that's what's going on with him. I don't feel bad for him at all. One day, we really going to talk about how quickly people allow other people into their culture and, and the repercussions mm-hmm. of it. That's, that's going to be a whole conversation, too, because, yeah, it's like, y'all really just let this Hispanic kid named Danny... Just jump right, into that your is culture. his name. I forgot about that. Yeah, like they really was calling him Danny, and he just jumped into the culture and started acting as if he was like he grew up around all these black people saying nigga, being a gangbanger, doing this, doing that. Like that's not his life whatsoever. Mm. And y'all allowed it. Y'all really allowed it. And I look at y'all today. It's super unfortunate. It's like really unfortunate that it's it's to this level. Like people are going to prison for. A compounded yeah. amount of years. It's not no five year thing. Like no, people, it's, it's people true. are damn near spending the rest of their lives in jail, in prison. Like this is mm. that's it. Like and, and for him actually to even be able to walk away with, because in one of his testimonies he said that he understands what he's doing and that he is under the understanding that if he cooperates that he can be out by the by the beginning of next year. Bro, it's September. The case ain't even finished yet. Mm. So that means you were gonna be in jail for what? Two, three months? Yeah, yeah. So I don't Let's know. See, he's a punk. He's, guess, he's been a punk, you know. I wonder how, if he's really going to end up in witness protection, how it's going to be. Because that put his whole family in danger. Like, even his baby moms that's just out here acting like... Being a fool. Yeah, being loud. I'm like, girl, you better go find somewhere to hide. You better contact your res- relatives in whatever country you're from and call it a day. <laughs> so whatever country he's from, I'm dead. For real. You better start no. trying to find your ancestors and, and move. <sighs> anyway, that's that. Um, another thing going on, not so positive. So, baseball player, uh, Pittsburgh baseball player, Felipe Vas- Vasquez, facing statutory charges with 13-year-old. Disgusting. <sighs> Man, this thing is real. Because you know how we always talk about molestation. So, he's a, you know, no, he's a 28-year-old baseball player, and he's fa- facing serious charges. Basically, that he had some type of sexual relationship with a 13-year-old. So, the girl is now 15 years old, and this case has been going on since August of 2017. Basically, I guess they said that the victim first contacted him, contacted him via social media. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know nowadays social media could be tricky. You know, girls are looking older, but it's like, when you still look through someone's profile, you can still see, okay, this person is young. You know what I'm saying? You have one so good conversation. Yeah, you, know, you have one good conversation. Like, you could tell this is a young child. Like, why would you even fall into that? Why would you continue such thing like that, you know? Um, so, basically, I guess, you know, they're exchanging videos and stuff, you know, so showing sexual acts and stuff like that. Um, I mean... Men stay finding themselves in these predicaments. Like... Yeah. Look at yourselves, man. Like, really, like, I'm sorry. I hate to gender stereotype like that. But in all honesty, like, I I don't know. I'm not saying that, as you said, people don't look more mature, but... But this is part of what I, I'm saying, right? Like, these these societal norms of, like, men can have 13-year age gaps with right. women like so it's... far as they're 18. It's like, this is where they spurs from. Because if you stayed in your window, in your lane, 
you you would you would be 27, you wouldn't even look at no 18-year-old. Right. Because you would be like, eh, that's a good, you know, almost 10 years apart. Let me stay in my little it's, five, six-year bracket. It's you like, wouldn't even cross that path. It's like, what are you looking for with a 13-year-old? You that's know what I'm saying? saying? Like, like, even if you thought she was 17, 18, at 26, what are you looking for at 27, 28? What, what are you, you looking, looking for, for a girl that, that young? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a shame. So basically, he's been placed on administrative leave as a result. You know, the case is still going on. But so he's listen, still getting paid because that's what right, 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 and you know how it is with this um, when it comes to sports in America. Meanwhile, how Antonio they, Brown being blackballed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, that one is a whole different story. We're gonna talk sad. about that another day. Mm. But but that's that. So please, parents, let's even pay attention to our kids' social media. That's another thing too. Cool, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you need to see what your kids, who they are sending messages to, or who's contacting them. You know, because this thing is real. Um, All these finsters and mm-hmm. yes, this fake account and stuff—it's real. It's yeah, crazy out yeah, here. Yeah, I gotta be careful. Yeah. Uh, what should we go? On? What next should we talk about? Um, let's shout out to Houston. Prayers mm-hmm. up for Houston. Um, you know they went through another flood. It wasn't as severe as Hurricane Sandy. However, Harvey. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Harvey. That mm-hmm. can't be so many hurricanes. I know, right? Um, but yeah, it wasn't as severe as Hurricane Harvey. But they still the city is still flooding really, really flooded. bad right really. now. Um, which is crazy because from what I'm able to understand about it, the city has not yet been built or the infrastructure has not yet been built mm-hmm. to handle the flooding. But I don't understand that when it's like I don't know, I just feel like this goes into urban planning when we talk about yeah, urban totally. planning, like as a city, after something that devastating happens, you should prepare yourself to never have to experience that again. Yeah. It's 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 really bad. The flooding is. They said that um, basically um, it dumped forty three inches of rain within three days. That's a lot. In the different areas of um, East Houston, East of Houston, it's it's been going on for like almost a week now, right? Yeah. All last week, yeah. it, it happened all last week. This is sad. Um, but yeah, praise up to them, wishing them all safety. Yeah, you know, definitely, yeah, safeness. Yeah. Um, let us see. Let's talk about Nigeria real quick, okay? So, National Youth Council of Nigeria, <laughs> they held a conference against Bob Brisky. Bobby. So, if you don't know Bob Brisky, uh, I don't know what to call him. Let me say he's a cross-dresser, right? In, in Nigeria. Is he now a transgender? Bobby is trans. Listen, once you start... Getting fake boobs, fake boobs. Does he have fake boobs now? Yeah, he got fake boobs. Uh-huh. I thought it was just bra now. I'm no, pregnant. Bobby is out here. He be having cleavage and everything. Bobby uh, got okay, some work Okay, well, done. he is, she's the, you know, the most popular and well-known transgender, okay, in Nigeria, who sells um bleaching cream and lashes, whatever, you know. He initially came out by saying, oh, I'm just selling my... Basically, he said he's just marketing, right? Yeah. He's selling his business. He's selling his his products, whatever, by dressing up, dressing up as a woman and using his creams. Um, but now, you know, if you follow him on social media or anything you see, you see that, you know, he does talk about sexual acts with his babe, babe with his senator babe you know and he when he dances obviously he dances like a woman and he, he moves like a woman and talk like a woman do all these things like you know obviously he is transgender or gay or which one it is um so the national youth council they held a conference against him and the lgbt community saying that because you know a few weeks ago last month they did shut down his birthday party right right and it's like I think the question people are asking, and I do have this question too, is like, is this the priority? You know what I'm saying? Is this what is so important for you to hold a council against? 
It's not, but it's one of those things. It's like any other thing in any other community. Mm-hmm. When you really don't have a real solution or you know, or you don't want to interrupt something, yeah. you try to distract everybody Cover it up with something, with something else. else. Yeah. Which is essentially, that's all it is. It's like, we have all of these things going on in the country and you know what? It's too much going on. It's too much corruption. It's too much So let's distract the people with, with this. With something that we can all yeah. supposedly agree on. So basically saying, you know, it's not Nigerian culture, you know, you know, um, homosexuality, LGBT. All I know is that homosexuality has been in Nigeria or in Africa for the longest of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, yes, it is not part of a culture for us to, or for Nigerians to be, um, to be open about it, you know, to be flamboyant about it, you know, to post about it or, you know, publicly go out as a man and just as a woman for just, you know what I mean? No really, no like specifics, not like you're acting or whatever, you know? Um, but, I don't know. I feel like we Nigerians, we need to, there's more things we need to really focus on. Like this xenophobia phobia thing still going on. You know what I'm saying? Like we still have our fellow people who are being killed in Malaysia, in South Africa, you know, in other countries. The economy is still horrible, you know, like there's still like education, like health. There's just many things to really like hold conferences on, you know. And for and this thing is held for against one person. That's the thing, though. It's against it's just person. Bob Risky. It's not like you guys found oh, so organi- organization or group of people who are living this lifestyle. They're, they're disrupting the society or anything like that. It's just one person. Yeah, I think. I mean, there are other people that's like now starting to rival Bob Risky. And, and like, oh, you see that here? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, ain't nobody as iconic as Bobby though. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you know what. <laughs> We're going to see how this unfolds, too. That's that's what I would say. But I do wish that their energy was used in something better. Yeah, you know, like, something needed. Let's something really needed. change. If we really want to change our country and make it better, but Risky is not the one to be focusing on. Exactly. That's my point. That's, like, that's, that's not it. who we need to focus on. Please. Um, What else is on the list? Um, Okay. Fantasia's Breakfast Club interview. Did you listen to that? Yes. So basically, her interview. Um, what was it even about? So she was promoting because she's independent now. You know, same old story, whatever, whatever. And you know, she actually did a lip service with Angela Yee. So mm-hmm. and of course, Angela Yee always tries to like cross the two things, mm-hmm. and she starts asking her about like her love life and so on and so forth. So Fantasia says, um, you know, first of all, I don't know if anybody knows that she married her current husband within three weeks of meeting him. So, oh, it yeah, was that quick? Yeah, it was that quick. She's talking about you know she met him and then she started trying to give advice saying women out there you know a lot of us women because we're so used to why your voice look you changed to her <laughs> like hers because that's how she <laughs> she was like women out there you know um a lot of women we're so used to having to be our own like the man independent, and the women, uh-huh. independent that we don't know how to be submissive to a man and that's what's blocking us from finding love right um obviously the men found out she said this and here comes all the poor broke boys talking about yeah I can't, you, you women are not submissive. And of course, social media. Erupts. Right. And you know, okay. Now she's not completely wrong in the sense that, you know, with the way society is now, especially if you think about, you know, okay, black men, a lot of them are in jail, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of single, single mothers out there. So they're forced to be the provider of the head, to be, to do the roles that men would typically, you right. know, perform or, or take over and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I can see how, you know, and there are situations where women, you know, if you're used to being the leader, to uh, used to being the head and everything, you're the one who makes the decision, you're you're in charge. I could see how when you do come in with a man, you know, there could be like a 
a battle of power or mm-hmm. balance or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? However, that's not a reason. But I don't feel that's not like the sole reason why women can't find love. It's more to to it than that, you know? Yeah. And then a good thing that I did, like, I do like that, you know, later on her and her husband did do another video oh, separately yeah, yeah. talking about the, the word of, the, the, the meaning of submission, you know? Like, a woman saying submission just because he's a man, I'm not just going to submit to him because he's a man. No, what kind of man is he? You know what I'm saying? What kind of man am I submitting to? What does he do for me to be willing and want to submit to? And submission has to willingly happen. It's not something I have to be forced, I, I, I should be forced to do simply because, you're a man. No, it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? As a man, who do you even submit to? Do you submit to your God? You know what I mean? Like, are you like a good man, a, 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 a man of God? You know what I mean? Who, who's, a, who, who's a provider, a great man, who listens to his wife? Because you're a leader doesn't mean that, oh, you don't listen to your wife. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm in charge all the time and what I say is final. No, that does Yeah. No. She did say in the interview, like, oh, you know, if the man is head, I'm the neck, you know. Right, right, right. I think that the language submission should just be replaced in this day and age. What do you think it should be replaced I just with? think that essentially what everybody's trying to say is that, you know, if you can't learn to respect your man as an equal stakeholder mm-hmm. in your relationship, then it's not going to be able to work. Because I think that when we use the word submission, it does have the undertone of like, you know, I'm giving in something. Yeah. And I think that when people hear that, they don't, a lot of the time, they don't feel like the exchange is happening. Yeah, that's so the thing. So like, yeah. it's like, if I'm giving in, what are they giving me? Yeah. So it's just like, I'm just the only one giving And I it. think that the term submission is only and mainly used in reference to women. Exactly, you know right? Like, submission in a relationship should go, go both should ways. Should go both ways. Yeah. Like you're, it's really like you're submitting to the relationship. I think that it's kind of like, if, if we're using submission in relationship, it should be we're submitting ourselves to the relationship. Yeah. Not to necessarily one another. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm being submissive to, I'm sacrificing or I'm buying down to the relationship because I understand the partnership mm-hmm. in it. So mm-hmm. I'm like doing that I'm respecting that because we're we're partners right right not necessarily like I'm submissive to my man in, yeah. in that way and I do believe that the man is the head of the household at least I, you know with my religion and with my culture like mm-hmm. men I, I agree I accept that but as you said it, it it's it's a partnership you know what I'm saying like you can't drive this boat without me you know what I'm saying like you yeah. can't do this without me neither can I so it's a two-way thing not just women need to submit but let's submit together mm-hmm. in this relationship Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that. Um, so you know, white people, hmm? they've started again. So Washington, uh, mom from Washington, she alerted the authorities after finding out her son's plan to attack his school, mm-hmm. and basically, <laughs> this is something. Um, he's a 17 year old, and he has been planning to attack College Place High School, April 20 of 2020. So it's like on the Columbine anniversary. Yes, on the aniv- anniversary because they had a shooting. Um, they had it on in 1999. Yeah. Right. So he planned to have to do it another one anniversary, and it's like during that when that 1999 situation, 12 students and one teacher were killed. Oh. Right. Um, and it was ranked as one of um the deadliest you know shootings episodes of school violence in U.S. history. At that time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say. I know now it's crazy now. We 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 have more, but like school, school shooting. You know, not just public, but school shooting. Uh, It's one of like the deadliest that's ever happened. Uh, But it's the fact that yo, so you really planning to do this? You're a 17 year old boy, and all I I can say is that that's a good mom. She's a good person. I'm happy that she did. No, she wasn't like, oh my god, he's my son, and he probably just has some type of. He's probably depressed or he's bullied. Whatever. Know the vibe. She like, dude, this boy crazy in the house. Exactly. You know. So it's like. 
<laughs> what kind of evil spirit is in this person for him to be like, I want to do it in the anniversary? Like, what are you trying to Land. prove? First of all, I don't understand how kids weren't shook after Degrassi because I'm sorry, that episode shook me. When Jimmy got shot, not mm-hmm. just because it was Drake, but that episode was deep. Like, oh, I ain't watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, that episode when he, because he, the way he shot those kids, you know what I mean? Or the mm-hmm. way he planned it from top to bottom. It made me never want to bully anybody. It made me, you know, never even think about violence because it really is just like that. So I don't get how these kids of these days, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe there needs to be some other episode on these children's shows of, right, that's of a school shooting and they need to really get attached to these characters and see this, this is what is happens that. when you think about and, and it. And it shows that these people, they, they legit do plan it. You know, yeah. like, you know, it's rarely a situation where it's rarely a situation where they're like, okay, I'm just walk out the door and go shoot somebody. No, they legit plan it. So basically, she she found journal entries of his, and that's how she saw his plans. Yeah, she was reading his journal. She saw journal entries detailing his plans. Okay, see, he had a whole plan to do this. I'm glad she alerted authorities. I can't imagine you go to your son's room, you just trying to be nosy, see what girl he likes, and right? Then you find out. Dang, he's trying to kill people. That he's trying to kill <laughs> like, people. Like, next year. And he's so young. Like, That's a seven, like ah, 17 years old. What is going through? What's going What's going on with you in your life? That's terrible. Uh, I feel bad for the mom, but also, you know, I applaud Kudos her for, her. for Kudos doing that. Kudos to her. Because yeah. that, that was like a sacrifice. You sacrificed your kids. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for, for the lives of many other yeah, people. She, that could have yeah. been easy. She said that she wanted to prevent others from being hurt and wants her son to get the help that he needs. Yeah, absolutely. Which is true so may god protect us all and parents yeah. i guess another lesson parents pay attention to your kids there's nothing wrong with snooping every now and then you know of course not invade their privacy per se but you just have to know what they're doing too you Simple. know um savage fenty oh my god i need to watch the show but i've been seeing little clips so she had her show when was the show it was on wednesday was it i believe like what? wednesday night was it last week no, it was this week. Was it this week? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well the show the itself show, show. happened. Already. In but, New it York aired, Fashion, but it aired this week. On yeah. um Amazon Prime. Yes. Right? On mm-hmm. Wednesday. But it's the little clips you see is just so beautiful because it's so inclusive. You see women of all sizes. It was like an actual fashion show. You know how when you were doing fashion shows in college mm-hmm. and people be having all little performances mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. It was like that, which was legit, so cute. Legit, legit, legit. And she marketed, she sold it even just shows that her, her the quality of the bras and the stuff that she sells. Because people were performing in performing the lingerie. in lingerie, and you did not see no type of slip ups, you know, no nipple popping, nothing. Mm-hmm. So she got some good quality. I do want some Savage Fenty. Yeah, one day. I finally got resized, so I could just order. Oh yeah, my size. But. All right, so let's go to the Lodo of the week. All right, so you guys know. Um, here in Chicago, we have a hometown hero that has actually become um, an embarrassment to the entire city. And he goes by the name of Robert Kelly. But we have another um, hometown disgrace who, I, yeah, I'm not even going to say her name because, you know, I don't give out free clout. Uh. Um so anyway, she's better known as the woman who bailed R. Kelly out a couple of months ago when he got recharged with all his pornography. Um, you know, yeah. everybody know the case. So recently this week, she was asking, okay, but when do I get my $100,000 back? So she <laughs> wants her bail money back because, you know, 
He's shown up to court. He came back. It isn't like he he flew the coop. So she wants her money back, but right. the courts are refusing to give her the money back. Yikes. Now, um, I don't know. You know, I've never went to jail or bailed anybody out, so I don't know the technicalities of how she is supposed to get her mm-hmm. money back. I do think you are supposed to get it back um, once the person comes to trial. However. This is what you get for trying to bail out a pedophile. This is what you get. You see how God works. You see how karma comes back around. They said you must have not needed that $100,000 if you wanted to invest your money in a pedophile. Pedophile. So for that- That ruined women's, young girls' life. How you gonna- Shout out to Surviving R. Kelly being on Netflix. Netflix new device. It is on Netflix It is now. on Netflix. If you didn't watch it, you can watch it now. Binge watch it. Mm. Um, but yeah, because of that, you so goofy. Guess what you got? You got a Lodo of the week. <laughs> An Lodo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid. Makes poor decisions. Comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lodo, Rabata. Woo! <laughs> Goof ass. So yeah. You are stupid. All right, so let's get into our topic. Our topic of the week. Okay, so we're, you know, today we're trying to get a little bit deep, right? <laughs> so today we are talking about spirituality. Mm. <laughs> Why do you go, hmm? That's what you say when things get deep. When it gets deep. When so, get deep. spirituality. So, I looked up what's the definition of spirituality, and according to Google, a dictionary says, it is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Mm. Which basically sums it, you know, mm-hmm. about the spirit, about the soul, your internal being, you know, not about the physical. Um, so, yeah, spirituality. So now in today's society or just in general, there's this little thing, between, you know, I don't want to say battle, but between um, spirituality and religion, religion. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, you hear people say, oh, I'm not religious or I don't have any religion, but you I'm know, spiritual. but I am spiritual. So sometimes I'm like, OK, what does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. so is it that this the spirituality derived from your religion? Is that the or genesis or the beginning of, mm. you know, where you get your sense of spirituality? Um, I think when I first started to get on my spiritual path, let me sound deep, but no, for real. Like, so when I first, um, I feel like I started deviating a little bit from just religion to spirituality was like senior year of high school. Right. Um, because I had this friend and you know, we were talking about religion and you know, I was like, Oh, I'm Muslim. So on and so forth. That's what I do. I'm trying to be a better Muslim. You know, I'm trying to get my prayers up and so on and so forth. And he was like, um, yeah, I, um, Dang, I just forgot the the name. Not an atheist. When you don't believe, when you believe in spirituality but not religion, there's actually a name for Mm. it. Um, I cannot think of the name right now. It literally just escaped my mind. But anyway, that's what he said he was. So when, um, you know, we started talking about that because... I think especially for me being Muslim, it's not a lot. I don't have like a big, strong, like Muslim friend friend base that Mm -hmm. I kick it with. If anything, half my Muslim friend base is Christian now, which is, you know what I'm saying? Like those are all the people I used to kick it with. Um, So a lot of the time I found myself like in spaces where um, I identified with the godliness that was in the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the aspect of, 
um, worship or praise of the higher being. Um, but not, but the organized acts that align with it, I don't think I always aligned with either or, right? Got like it. I I don't I wouldn't call myself a Christian because I don't go to church. I'm not like um, a practicer, a pra- I don't practice or believe in the denominations of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't call myself more of a Muslim for anything, not just because I'm a Muslim, but, you know, even the religious practices right. I practice are more, um, you know, that align with Islam. But I feel like, overall, I am more spiritual. Like, I, I've even been able to kind of, like, do prayers that necessarily don't have any denomination attached to it right like when i do general prayers i don't necessarily end in jesus name or inshallah or anything i just like pray so what are you praying to i pray to god so that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's not like i don't believe in anything Mm -hmm. i think there is like i you know i obviously believe there's a god you know um and with my muslim beliefs i i have the you know where i believe jesus role and prophet muhammad and everything so and all of that how it all plays into one another right um but i think that I've been able to have my connection with God without necessarily being attached to any practices of religion. Okay. 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 Okay, that makes sense. I I, I understand that. So when you say you're more spiritual, it's just that you don't have any specific attachment to the practices of a religion, but you yeah. still believe in God yeah. and worship all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. with God. Okay, well, for me... Um, so I am a Christian. Um, I was a Muslim at a time, um, growing up. Um, that's complicated anyway, but I'm a Christian now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a Christian and so basically people talk about that. So I grew up in Nigeria, I grew up and I live with my, uh, my maternal mother, my grandmother. So she is a Christian. So I grew up, my primary years was as a Christian. But when I came to America to move, to live with my parents, my dad is a Muslim. So of course I converted or went back to Islam then, um, you know, when my parents separated and I was older and I was by myself, I went back to Christianity. So basically because that was what I primarily grew up with and I understood better, you know, and related and connected with more. I feel like if I had um, um, grown up as a Muslim, I wouldn't have converted, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because that's what... So basically that was my, my memories of being connected to Christianity because this is what I connect with more. Um, the whole concept of spirituality, I definitely do believe in it. You know, I think the older I get... Um, even in any religion, you know, you don't necessarily, I feel like with religion, um, culture plays a role in it, a a large role in it, you know, because I always say this, like being a Christian in Nigeria is a little bit different being a Christian here in America. Cause you know, the practice is a little bit different. You know, when you think about the prayer points, the way we pray in Nigeria, the things we pray about or we pray for, it's completely different. What, when I came here, what American Christians pray for, Mm -hmm. you know, in Nigeria, we pray against, you know, witches and demons and principalities, you know, uh, evil spirits. And we pray against juju, you know, um, which is voodoo, you know, we, it's, uh, it's a lot of those type of stuff, supernatural, you know, prepares against the supernatural being, um, the negative or demonic ones. Um, but in America, the prayer, it wasn't so much about that, you know? And I think because, you know, the demons and the struggles are different, you know, in, in, in both countries, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe in voodoo and juju, that kind of stuff, because I think I do believe in real. It's real, you know? It's even in the Bible, it talks about, like, you know, witches, and, you know, it's, it's real, you know? Um, so, yeah, so the practice was definitely different here, because even in Nigeria, when you watch, like, Nigerian movies, or even you just see little clips of Nigerian pastors, African pastors, when they pray, you see that they're sweating, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's with so much energy, you know? Like, even when you're in church, you are shaking your head, like, your whole body, like, to them, if they don't see you doing all those things, you know, while praying, 
you're not praying, you know? Because, right. listen, a pastor will legit walk up to you and say that, why are you not shouting? Why are you not, you know what I mean? Like, why don't I hear you or see you really, like, it's like... Why are you not evoking the spirit? <laughs> exactly, yeah. like, why not? But here, it's just so much calm, you know? Because I, I always tell, um, say that um, I joined some... Um, Little Christian fellowship group in college. You know, we do, we do a little prayer, and I'm used to the whole, like, in the mighty name of Jesus, fire, holy God. I'm used to that yelling, you know? So mm-hmm. when it was time for them to pray, until I didn't even know when they started praying, because I'm just like, it's I had to quiet. open my eyes and say, wait, are they praying yet? Because it was just like, Heavenly Lord, you know, we thank you. Father Jesus, do this for us. I'm like, ah, is this prayer? Like, ah, like why you're so, like, low and just, like, but that's just the differences, and that's just the role that culture plays in it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like culture having so much of an influence in religion, I think it could be confusing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, um, it really is confusing. As you're speaking on that, there's something that comes to my mind that I, I, I want to touch a little bit on, like, Arisha mm-hmm. and, like, how it's practiced in different cultures. Because that's something that we kind of talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Like, especially, like, when you hear people talk about the, oh, the Oshun goddess and this, mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that stuff. And I think you could just talk about it more just by virtue of you grew up in Nigeria right. so you have a better understanding. Um I, you know, I tend to, because I'm Nigerian, I understand that it comes from uh, Yoruba culture. And yeah. I understand that it's something that, it's like a real deity that people pray to. Yeah. But the way that I see it practiced here is more of like, it's almost comparable to how astrology or tarot mm-hmm. cards are mm-hmm. practiced. Mm-hmm. And I always find like, I don't know if that's like a cultural, like a disconnect. Is it that when it was being practiced to you or told to you that... You didn't understand what was happening, or do people find it? Um, I would say in America, or even like I know a lot of Latin American countries practice. Um, would you say that that is is separate from spirituality, or is it its own? Like, is that a, a religious thing or a spirituality thing? Oh, that's that's, oh, that's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know, in Nigeria, it's either you're a Christian, Muslim, or you're a traditionalist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a herbalist, you you know. You do the whole herbal thing, leaf, plant, osha, whatever. Oshun, Shongo, Eshu, all of those. They're all gods, gods and goddesses. You know, mm-hmm. I guess you want to comp- you could compare it to the Greek okay. mythology, whatever, you know. And it is, it, it is, it's a practice. Right. You know, it is a spirituality too, but it's also a practice. You know, mm-hmm. the, the way they, they do have their, there are certain things that they do, you know, their, there's, they have certain like, um, what is, what is it, would I call it festivals, you know, that mm-hmm. they do, mm-hmm. um, um, that they, that they do, you know, they do dress a certain way. You know, they have their special beads or whatever they want, carries that you want to call it that mm-hmm. they do. Um, but now, yeah, when people talk about it here, they do it. Sometimes I, my question is, do they fully understand it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like um, Oshu and all those orishas, they're not demonic, at least from my understanding. Yeah. Not all of them are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not all of it is all demonic, whatever. You know, because I didn't. They all those little gods. If I, they all believe that there's a higher being and it's God, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that they are the in-between, they are the, the, the message of the person in-between, you know, human beings and God and people, you know, practice through them so that they could talk to God for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, I don't know if people understand it, you know? And also yeah. that's for me being a Christian, you know, like, I'm not going to worship or, you know, mm. believe any other gods beside my actual God, who yeah. is the God of all, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, 
But I don't know. I be conf- I get confused too because I'm yeah. like, I don't really understand. Even when they see, and you know, especially with the Latin, <laughs> the Latin culture, when they do the whole Santaria and Ifa things, like exactly. you do hear that they are saying Yoruba. They're trying. Well, they are trying to say yeah. Yoruba. I'm like, oh my god, you guys are saying whatever it is you're trying to say. You're saying it completely wrong because we saw that video, right? Yeah, she was trying to say, <laughs> and it's just like Loki. She's saying something completely different, completely different because yeah. it's like you're not pronouncing it well. You're not saying it well. Um, but listen, that's up to them. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the older I get, the more I also realize that spirituality for me, it means, for me, it's like your connection to God. You know what I'm saying? Um, without, I don't want to say, you do have to, for me, I think you do have to have, have some type of practice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And whether it's Islam or Christianity, but whatever practice that you do, it's something, it's something that you do to show your connection with God. Because it is, it is something that's more popular amongst millennials. Yeah. Right? So we're in this era where a lot of people are saying they're deviating from church or mosque or synagogue, wherever you practice. Uh, because, you know, I don't practice, subscribe to religion and it's more spirituality. And I think that some people are, are almost using it as a cop-out. To Definitely. Because I think the thing with religion is religion does come with a, certain, a sense of discipline, right? It no does. No matter what religion you're in. Like in, in Islam, you know, it's Ramadan. That's 30 whole days of like, of, of, of uh, like fasting. fasting. You know what I'm saying? And it's dry fasting and it's abstaining from a lot of different things. And, um, you know, in Catholicism, there's Lent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different practices in every different religion and that's kind of part of what makes the religion the religion, right? Yeah. Like, there's the Ten Commandments. There's the five pillars of Islam. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah. all these other things. So I think sometimes um, with millennials, I do think this, I'm finding spirituality is a way to just be like, I don't feel like going to church so much. Right, you know yeah, I mean? right, like, right, 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 right. Like, ain't nobody going to tell me that it's a sin to have a girlfriend. Or ain't nobody going, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's where it's coming from. Um, and I And I talk to a lot of people and it seems like, now a lot of pastors and imams and people are trying to find a way to bring youth back into the, mm-hmm, these places, mm-hmm. and they're and it's almost like they're bending scripture a little mm-hmm. bit to alter it to what fits us more. Right. So it's like you know, as long as I've known you, you've always been, you know you're definitely the more diligent between us of you know, picking a religion and, and being mm-hmm. devoted to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Erica's a much better, <laughs> Erica's mm-hmm. a better Muslim than I, she's not Muslim anymore. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's what it is. So, like, as you see that transition happening mm-hmm. in, in the church, do you feel like it's inauthentic or do you think that it is, it's a better way or it's a, it's a good way to kind of, like, get people back in? I feel it? like you don't have to bend the scripture to try to engage or attract younger people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to bend the scripture. You know what I'm saying? I, there's nothing about the scripture that should be bended. Um, I think, you know, with the scripture, it's all about how you interpret it. Because mm-hmm. it could be one same scripture and everyone interprets it in many different ways. Mm-hmm. They're different pastors, you know, different denominations. I don't think it needs to be bended. I think the thing, I think one of the things about the millennials pushing away from it, because I believe that... Um, Christians or maybe some Muslims, they also also push young people away yeah. by being so judgmental. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, of course, there should be discipline. Of course, the Bible says this, don't do that, don't do this, all that kind of stuff. Yes, but it's just this overall judgmental thing going on that's mm-hmm. like you don't even allow. Like, okay, back to even when I grew up in Nigeria, I used to think that. I used to think that you know, oh yeah, God is someone you fear, but in my head, it's like, oh, you fear God. 
you fear yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, of course, you should have the fear of God in your heart because mm-hmm. that is God. However, when I came here, it's like, wait, God is your lover. Mm-hmm. He is your friend. He is your best friend, your brother, your sister. He's there beside you anytime, any day. You know what I'm saying? I could be walking down the street and praying. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go to church and sweat and do all those crazy things and fasting, whatever, before I feel like God would hear me out. You know what I'm saying? I would like to speak to that. No, sorry, not mm-hmm. to cut you off, but I think that's that's a very big thing because for me being Muslim, I see a lot of my friends convert. And you know, you know, no, no specifics, but I see a lot of people that don't convert really because they really have like a, a genuine passion with Christ, mm-hmm. but because the demands of what Islam technically asks is harder, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big ones is prayer. Right. You know, like in church, even when I was younger, I remember I used to go to church with my friends and stuff mm-hmm. a lot. Like I've always kind of like hopped from places yeah. to place. Um, and it just was always easier because it was sing song. We're singing songs mm-hmm. in church. I understood, you know, first of all, let's even start there because in Islam, it's a lot of Arabic. Mm-hmm. You're learning a whole nother language. You're praying yeah. a whole nother language. So it, it just was easier to connect because as you just said, like I can pray as I walk. I can, you know, like yeah. prayer is literally like pray it's, it's talking to god it's talking to it's god but in islam it's like you have to learn how to pray because you have to learn how to do the rakash you have to learn you have to, arabic yeah. you have to learn the prayers in arabic yeah. like it's it's like literally for a long time i felt like well then i can't even learn his language so i i'm not yeah. even I, i'm and i feel like if you i feel like it's even when you do learn arabic you should know what you're saying too. exactly a lot of people just know know how to they, recite, they, right they it's memorized but it's like can you translate what you're praying exactly so i can see how that could be a struggle for definitely and it does create Muslims. that dissonance because it's like you know for me i ain't got to a place where it's like i'll do my rakats and stuff in the morning but then when i'm done i'll just pray like mm-hmm. just so i know exactly what i'm asking for like and or i do the same surahs because i know Know that what that surah is, mm-hmm. and a surah for people that don't know is basically like a, a prayer mm-hmm. um, in the Quran or whatever. So it's just like I'll do this like a lot of the same ones because I know what that means, and I don't want to just be saying stuff just to be saying right. stuff. And then like I'll try to like follow up after I do that with like me really just sitting down and having yeah. my own conversation with God. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I think that that's what chases a lot of people mm-hmm. away yeah. you know from from being able to practice the re- a religion. religion yeah i get it yeah i know islam is definitely not one of the easy religion cuz it mm-hmm. is you do have to pray five times a day and you know it takes a lot of de- dedication it, t- it takes a lot of diligence to be willing to do all of that and yeah i guess you could say maybe christianity is easier you know like it I don't want to say it's easier because I know that it takes it takes devotion I, I was, to be Christian. I, right, it's more relatable, is what I would say. I, in terms of I say easier, uh-huh. I, easier in the sense that you're not. I don't want to say you're. I don't want to use the word constricted, but it's like as I said, um, and I feel like even being a Muslim, you could say your surahs while walking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but I think you know with the you do have to at least meet the mm-hmm. those five yeah. those at least try to mm-hmm. meet those five prayers at a certain time right. you know what i'm saying not that if, if you don't it doesn't mean you're gonna go to hell it doesn't mean mm-hmm. no not a, none of those but in christianity it's not you don't really have those like oh you have to pray at this time you have to pray at this time you have to pray at this time exactly. you know what i'm saying so i guess it it, it does have that ease to it mm-hmm. that's what i mean you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um but you know as you said it is devotion to god at the end of the day because there are the commandments you know there are the stuff in the in the bible where you do have to like follow up with you know and i know one of the big difference with um Islam and Christianity is Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if, you know, um, Christianity may be easier for you, at the end of the day, I feel like if you truly want to, like, um, relate to the religion and say you're a Christian, you do have to believe that Jesus Christ is the way, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the light. He's the savior. Like, he, God created, like, 
Jesus, God sent Jesus Christ to save us, to mm-hmm. die for our sins. That's how I see it. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. Islam do believe in Jesus Christ, but not in the same way. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Not right, that he's the right. way and the light. You like, yeah, and not like, that it's just like, oh, Jesus is the prophet. It's the prophet of yeah, of, of, of of Allah. Of, you know yep. what I'm saying? Of God. Um, and I see it in both ways. I feel like he's yes, he he was a sender. He's a messenger. He's a savior. He's a prophet. But he is the son of God. You know. Mm-hmm. And there are arguments that God did not have any son because God right, cannot give birth or yeah. whatever the concept is. Um, Oh yeah, that's an whatever. But I think um, for me with spirituality now, to me, because you know there are times that maybe there's sometimes they're like, oh maybe I don't wake up feeling good and I don't go to church. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now I don't guilt myself about not going to church every mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now I do. It is important to go to church every Sunday because mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do need to be around your mates, people who you get who you do have the same you know belief. Because even Bible says where um, two or more are gathered. God is there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to... Exactly. Fellowship. You have to listen to the sermon because that's how you grow in Christ. That's how yeah. you grow in your religion. However, I don't feel like if I don't go to church this Sunday, I'm a bad person or I'm yeah. less of a Christian. And I think that's one of the struggles I do with the older generation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like our parents or our grandparents, they're like, oh, you didn't go to church today. Hmm. What are you doing? That means exactly. you don't think God is important. Exactly. Girl, no. That doesn't mean that because it's like... Yeah, I, I could pray at home. I could watch sermon, you know what I'm saying, on TV and do my fellowship and speak in tongues and even have a whole moment mm-hmm. at home by myself because God is, God lives it in me, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, it's like he that lives, it, you know, it's, listen, I, I, that's, that topic is really sensitive for me because it's like, I think that's something I always battle too with, you know, my older relatives, you know, it's like, they could be so judgmental on mm-hmm. the fact that, oh, you're not doing this, or you're not practicing the religion the same way the they same are way. practicing the religion. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I've allowed spirituality in my life to shape me, yeah. right? Versus like how religion shaped me. Because I do, I do feel like there was a time in my life where I was like, just really trying, and I, or I felt condemned all the time. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, um, I did, you know, for a long time, I didn't know how to pray for real. Like, right, just right, like, right, I right, really right. didn't know, like, you know, the proper way or even to like do my evolution. Cause I felt like I wasn't taught yeah. or, you know, or I suck. It felt like know. a chore. It felt like a chore. Even like in, in like, Carol, like Sunday school, mm-hmm. y'all already know I was always like the goofy one because mm-hmm. I just was like, I, I'm not getting it or I can't remember this or I can't identify yeah. that letter. So I just felt like I was in school again. Like yeah. it didn't feel like a separate Right, for that you're connecting to, to God. connecting to God. Like I used to be mad. I used to be like, why don't we have Quranic studies like people have Bible studies? Like if I have a conversation with my Christian friends and they quote Bibles and me, I can't quote now one nothing one from the Quran. Yeah. Like yeah. why don't, why isn't that being taught as well? Yeah. Like why are we just being taught in such a militant way? Um, And then, but me be allowing my to have a spiritual connection and not bind myself by any structures of the religion for a while I think that helped me build my connection with God right Better. like even it was a whole phase in college when it's like I'll be drunk and I'll bust into prayer you know what I'm saying <laughs> because people really thought it was like me being goofy but I'm like no on some real stuff, I'm on this, I'm on a real spiritual journey right oh now my God. and it's like part of me, it's just like I used to have these moments where it's like I used to Say that no matter what I'm doing in my life, you can't, you like, God is always with you. So don't feel like at this moment I can't call on God, right? Exactly. And I call think that's, anytime. And that's when I started building a spirituality, yeah. right? And yeah. that's when I started being able to, now as I'm getting older, yeah. go back to trying to find yeah. some religious structure yeah. in, in my life. Yeah. Because it was like I had to be able to not feel like God is judging me for what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. So therefore, He has left me. And then when you feel you're being judged, it's like then you low key, then still, you stray away from it even further. Exactly. More, it's, you know? like, it's like a, a strange relationship with exactly. the parent. Like exactly. if I know that I'm not doing 
what my mom or my dad wants me to do, you're not gonna call them, you're not gonna talk that to them. That is so true. But it's like, and that's how I felt like it was with God. Like I had to get comfortable. It had to become like one of those, like, you know how you have those parents that are like, I don't care if you're drunk at 3 a.m. where you're not supposed to be. Call, call me. me. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what and God that's what I had is. to do he with is God. There no matter what. He's a forgiving God. And yeah. yeah, when you say about that whole militant thing, I felt the same way too. Cause yeah, I've always been religious, went to church, but I feel like it was a time that I think when I went to college, that's when I realized, and I was by myself. So there's no like, oh, you have to go to church every Sunday. Exactly. You know, that's why I'm like, okay, wait. Okay. Even what all this stuff you're learning in church, is it really clicking? Right. You know what I'm saying? I might really even understand the scriptures. And I have to do I had to do that as time by myself. I have to be like, you know what? I don't want to go to the same church my mom is going to anymore. I want to find my own church. Mm-hmm. My, where I feel, I'm, you know, the connection with the people. You know what I'm saying? Where like, I know that, okay, I'm doing this for me now. I'm not practicing religion for my family. You know what I'm saying? There's one time, um, I remember one of my family members made a comment, and my grandma made a comment, um, and um, I think when I did end up converting to Christianity again, she was like, I knew you were going to convert to the Christianity because no one in our family is a Muslim because ah, you cannot be a Muslim. And it's like, even that statement alone, it's like, I'm not practicing this religion because of you. I'm not, I didn't go back to Christianity to please you or to say that, oh, we are all Christians in the family. No, 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 no. Because I didn't, this is my, my personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what a lot of Africans don't understand that. It is your personal relationship with God. It's what you yes. decide to do. I mean, yes, the, the religion does create structure. You know what I'm saying? Like steps, what to do, the, the sermons, the scriptures, you know what I mean? How to relate to God, how to pray to God. However, it is still your religion. It is your personal religion with God, you know? So here's the thing. So we done talked all this free-flowing talk of religion. Mm-hmm. But you know what I find funny? What? I'm going to ask you a question. Can you marry somebody that's a different religion than you? No, I cannot. And, th- and you see what I'm saying? But that And that is where... Because I'm the same way. It's yeah. like, I'm not saying it in a judgy way. I'm saying like, I think that's where religion comes back into our life mm-hmm. in terms of a structure. Right? Yeah. Because we do know like, though we did say, you know, it's a spirituality and this, that, and the other. And we're like best friends and we're both mm-hmm. different religions, right? Like I can go to church, you can come to Muscle Me. It's not like a yeah. thing. But... I think, though, when we're saying how is it shaping our lives in terms of, like, now that we're really adults and it's not just, as you said, us following our parents or us yeah. doing that, it has become something that's, like, I think about as, like, a point of um, marriage, right? Like, yeah. like, I think I'm more open to dating somebody outside my race than I am dating somebody outside my religion. Definitely. Which is like, I never thought that it would be that, that deep, deep for me. Because it is. Because but your connection with God is that yeah, deep though. even though, as I've just sat here and said, I am not a devout Muslim. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to say that in front. But I, I can't marry somebody that I know is not Muslim because I know that would just be too much discontent. Girl, it's too much. And you know, I also think about my kids. I experienced it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I grew up with my a Muslim dad, and later on, my mom converted back to Christianity, and then it created confusion. And then I saw the rift it created between the parents. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes sense for you know, you, you know, as a, a parent, whoever you do want to, you and your family go to church together, go yeah. to a mosque together. Yeah. You go, you guys go to it a place of worship. It is family, and that's how you guys connect as a family with mm-hmm. your God. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, but there are there are success stories of you know. Couples who are of different religions, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and their kids are okay, and it's yeah, no problem. Yeah. It, it, it confused me because I, it later on had to be like, oh, you choose your mom, but you choose your dad. Mm-hmm. That's what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't almost marry Muslim because I do want my kids. I don't want to confuse my kids, and I do want to have that practice with my family mm-hmm. as one mm-hmm. going to church together. You know, and that's that. It's deep. I don't know this religion spiritual thing thing is deep. Um, but I think yeah, and you know you could be religious and not spiritual too. 
that's one thing we don't talk about. That's true. You could be religious, like, oh, I go to church every Sunday, Bible study every Wednesday, you know, I have the, the, the scriptures memorized, but you are not spiritual. You're not no, in tune with your spirits no, at all. You're not, you don't not have the spirit of God. Like, the Holy Spirit is not mm. even with you at all. Because you, you could do all those things and still be a bad person. I think those are the people that are chasing millennials away. away. Yeah. Because we, we noticed that. Now that we are able to say that there is a distinction, that we understand that a connection, a spiritual connection with God is not the same as practicing a religion, mm-hmm. we're now able to identify it's a lot of people that's leading congregations that really have no real connection. No connection. That, that, that learned the scripture, that did what they're supposed to do in school, that did all that. Yeah. But in, in your heart of hearts, you have no real connection. No, no connection. Like, you're not even a good person. You're not good to your fellow human being. You yeah. do not love... The, the, I mean, I feel like the, the main overall rule or whatever with every religion is to is love. love. Love thy neighbor as yourself. Simple yeah. as that. And but and because you hear this thing about all these imams or these pastors that how they're molesting kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're involved in all this crime all this crime and stuff. They're raping people. And it's like, you supposed to be a pastor? Yeah. You the one that's supposed to be like, you know, you the one that's praying for me, you know, that's touching me and all that kind of stuff. False prophets. There's a lot of false prophets, especially in the African community. I think that that's a big thing, right? Like in the African community, a lot of time we look for religious leaders to pray for us and mm-hmm. give us a thing. And that's something I always tell my mom too, like why are you so why are you so thirsty to have other people pray See, for that's you that's when spirituality comes yeah, in yeah it's like mm-hmm. why somebody always gotta pray for you like do you feel like your prayer will not be answered thank you it's like and that's what my father that's a Niger to, thing too it's though. a Niger thing my father used to always say that like why why would you why is it that you have to pay our father you have to do this and say somebody should pray for you why you can't pray to your, pray for yourself pray for yourself cause like, you, you have that power too yeah. as a child of God listen he he who that lives in me is greater than he who he that lives in the world you get what I'm saying so it's like you have that power too as yeah, a child of God yeah. you know you don't have to pay all these um, pastors and then it's just even gonna add confusion it adds confusion you know how many of us have told me people are for me to marry and I'm here today single it's painting me I just don't be talking about it cause you know people like wait hold up the pastor did say that in three months, I'm gonna be this, but damn, it's it's twelve months, G. Janet, I'm in the same God. position. He told me just be patient, and I was too patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, that it be setting you up. I mean, not to say they're not real ones out yeah, there, but it's like but you get you're giving them the power. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. It, it is like that, and it's funny because I'm somebody that does kind of like like tarot cards and astronomy mm-hmm. and stuff and sometimes I have to be listening to my tarot card like dang mm-hmm. that did happen that month mm-hmm. and it's so funny cause like I'll listen to that and be like hmm but then some people like a fives or pastors or whoever I'll be like I'm skeptical about them which right. is hilarious right. to me cause right. it's kind of like right. you know whatever whatever yeah. but yeah I'm just very wary about the spirit and the energy I allow around yeah. me and, and, and even that is such a millennial and that's a spiritual, thing well that's a spiritual thing it's too a spiritual thing. which is like, a good thing you know like we see people they be burning sage now mm-hmm. and we do the things with crystals and we're doing all this even all of this mental health talk we're talking about mm-hmm. it's all a part of finding your spirituality which I am yes. happy that I think our generation is embracing, right? That it's like everything is not about following tradition. That's the thing, though. That's the thing, religion. Yeah. It's just this tradition, 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 tradition. tradition. Yeah. Like even okay, so we have a tradition that I don't, I don't know if we strain for it or what happened. We gonna see how it plays out this New yeah. Year's. Every New Year's Eve, my mom makes us all pray in the house together as family. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's getting grown. Like my mm-hmm. brothers have their own families. You mm-hmm. know, it is what it is. And part of me is kind of like, hmm, maybe one year I want to do like the New Year's Eve thing. But then another part of me is like. I don't really even mess with New Year's Eve. Like, I don't mind praying into the New yeah, Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, 
I don't I don't know if that's like a spiritual thing. Like you know how people have like a lot of superstitions about yeah. what you should be doing when you come into New Year, or is it like the tradition has been set in me so hard that I. I now feel like it's a I disconnect. I have that same problem, girl. Yeah, like, mm. I've sometimes into I just arguments be wanting to be in New York, mm-hmm. Times Square. Because I think, listen, I daydream. I think about, oh, you know, when we're, well, we're already growing, but when, you know, we have our families and stuff, and we're right. like, you know what, let's have a New Year's um, Eve party in the yeah, house. Is that wrong? Do that. Does that mean I'm not being a good child of God because I'm not in church at midnight exactly. praying? Pray I don't think so. I do believe it is important to pray into New Year. Yeah, you know and I think that's something that we can still do together as, as a family. family. Like, exactly. We can still blend the two things. Exactly, because to celebrate. Yeah, you know, I think religion, it, it just, sometimes it just. Sometimes religion. But you know what it is? It's the people. Mm. It's not even a, okay, the religion, yeah, but it's the people in <laughs> the religion that makes it so hard. That, is that, so that pushes people away. You That's know what I'm okay. saying? Like, it's not the specific religion. Like, Islam is the religion of peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's not, an, it's, like, it's just the people. Like, I don't have They're a whole mosque who, right now because I don't like. Where you don't the people, people that you go to mosque. exactly, yeah. exactly, and that that's what pushes you away. And then before you know, you're like, oh damn, I haven't prayed in a minute. Oh damn, I haven't done this. I haven't. Yeah. But it's like it's the people. It's the people in the religion. How they is because the. It's people in the religion that creates all this extra, oh, you must not wear this, you must not do this, you must yes. not do this. You know what I'm saying? They're the one who creates those extra things that makes it harder for us. You know, and the more we grow, you know, the world more change, the, the world changes more and more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People are not as conservative or as strict. Exactly. And not to say that it's good that we should all go on the left side per se. However, it should be a balance, but mm-hmm. it's not as you know what I mean? As tight and as it's not as rigid. rigid. It's not as rigid. Life is not that hard. It's not, Why? It's not as rigid. God doesn't want you to live life that yeah. hard. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that was a great conversation on it spirituality. Yeah. And um, you know, also disclaimer: we hope you ain't offend nobody. I think it's great that we're coming from two different perspectives, yeah. two different you know. I think regardless, people are gonna be offended. That's one thing I'm like people. Some people, some people are not gonna true. like what we will talk true. about. That's you know, it's true. it's all about different point of view, experiences, yeah. opinions. You know what I'm saying? But I'm days like we are children of God. You know, yeah. and I I believe in God. I believe in the Most High, yes. and I believe that without God, there is no life. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Without with God in your life, you will see the change. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's, God is everything. God you know? is an anchor in your life. Yeah, no God is your what. friend, your lover, your best friend. Whatever it is you're going through, if you're confused, you're broke down, what, just call on to God. Yeah. Eh? Just no call on who to your Jesus. God is. He is there for you. Yes. I don't know about who, no matter who your God is. Which one no, is. for real. Because, like, you know, as you just said, just call on to Jesus. You know me as a Muslim, I wouldn't say uh, Okay, that. okay. And God, Allah, yeah. Uh-huh. God, most high, uh-huh. Shah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're saying Oshu. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fight, I guess. <laughs> I, you know what, listen. <laughs> inside, mm. inside but may God help us all. May God help us all. May, may he continue to open our hearts to him and show us how to truly worship him. Amen. You know, and be around the right people. I feel like we have a part two of this conversation about how religion is a business too. Oh, yeah. We're mm. going to get into the into mm. the tea. But yeah, we've, we've been talking for a good minute. I didn't know it's going to take this time. Mm-hmm. But um, the what's the next thing? Black excellence. Black excellence. All right, I can start. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, my black excellence is 11-year-old Omari McQueen. Omari McQueen is from London, and he becomes the first CEO of a plant-based restaurant called Dipalicious. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a plant-based restaurant in London, and he is a CEO at 11, which is some great black excellence. Bruv is out there doing <laughs> big things. So shout out to him. That I is wonderful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo. 
My person is Louis Munana. He is the first male Namibian to be named in Forbes Africa 30 Under 30 list, which is oh, wonderful. Oh, beautiful. Uh, he's one of the creative personalities highlighted in 2019 Forbes Africa 30 Under 30 list. He is a former Big Brother contestant. You know, that's the show. And oh, he is yeah. the co-founder and host of Voigush Africa and creative, direct, creative director of Namibian's first original animated cartoon and puppet show called Waka Waka Moo. And I think that's good because, you know, we don't really see all this. There legit are some good African, like, cartoon shows, yeah. you know? That's something I said that, you know, when I become a parent, I would make my kids watch African, African cartoon cartoons, shows, yeah. you know, and the language of Yoruba and all these mm-hmm. other languages, mm-hmm. too. So I think it's really wonderful. Under 30, under 30 year old, under 30, that's, that's great. Woo! <laughs> Um, I have a cross-culture conversation. Oh, you do? I do, I do. Um, let me pull it up. Um, okay. So this is from our listener, uh, one of our listeners. And he said, hi, cross-culture. Love the podcast. I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for six months. I love her and she's a great woman. However, whenever she comes to my place, she refuses to cook or do anything around the house. Mm. When I ask her about, about it, all she says is that she is not a wife. She believes that all those things are... You know, um, wife, that's the a wifely duty, um, which I understand. However, I need to see if, however, how do I see if she's fully a wife material, wife material? I would like to know if she can take care of the home, if she can cook, and if she could really be a good mother to my kids. What, what should I do? Am I wrong for thinking this? Should I give her more time? Am I being too, you know, conservative <laughs> or a typical African man? What should I do? Help me. <laughs> Why are you laughing like this? Because men are funny. Um, I just think, first of all, I, I think that the thinking around that is flawed, mm-hmm. right? Because that the things that make women wifely materials are not their domestic value. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where a lot of like men get us fucked up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, I get, maybe that falls into the submission conversation. I don't know. But for you to say that that's what you're looking for in a wife, you you literally, that's not a standard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that that's not what's going to make somebody a good wife or a good mother. Right. That just means that they are clean. They are, you know what I'm saying? Like, they do those things. And I agree in the sense of when she says, I'm not a wife yet, because it's like, men... Men often don't want to do quote unquote husbandly duties and boyfriend things yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Because what what falls into husband duties? Paying, Paying for the bills, household, being provider, being provider, um, be a handyman, fix things in the yeah, house, buy things for the buy house, things, being a protector to a degree. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it, it's levels to those things. But I think that if we're dating, why why would I have to clean your house? I don't live there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't live there. I think that's part of you being autonomous. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Now, I, I think that when women clean the house in the marriage, that's because that's, that's where I live, too. Right, So right, you're right. judging me for being dirty, really. That's what you're judging me for, because then it's like yeah. I'm in the house, and it's my house, and I don't clean my space. That's where the whole cooking and cleaning, all that stuff comes from, because this is also my space. Right. But I don't think that that falls into 
because I'm doing it for my man. And I think that's where the thinking is messed up. I think for me, I see both ways. So, um, yes, absolutely. Her cooking or cleaning and do all those things, it does not mean, oh, she's going to be a good wife. Because a woman could know how to clean from morning to night. She can be the best cook, but she can still be a very bad wife to you. Yeah. And she can she can still be a bad bad um, partner. But I do understand when he does say that, um, you know, there are certain things that you are looking for in a partner. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm somebody that I would like to have a man that can cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I want a husband that can cook too. So that it could be a balance. So Because I won't be able to cook every day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I, I do understand with him saying that he does want to sometimes see her cook. Now, is it that he's saying he wants her to cook every day and then, oh, immediately she comes to play, she's instantly cleaning? No. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like um, you could do both. Because I know when I was in a relationship, now, I, whenever I did go to my partner's house, I would cook every now and then just because I like to cook. And I like to cook for him, too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, And I know that he also likes that, too. Because, you know, you want to do things to attract your partner. Do things to make your partner happy. However, I'm not going to be cooking every day. I ain't going grocery shopping. I ain't doing your laundry because it's like, I'm not your wife. I don't live there. You know what I'm saying? So all those are not fully my responsibility because you're not going to be... No, you got to... You got to pay my bride price first. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a balance. I feel like, you know, she should also... They could meet each other halfway. You should understand that, okay, this is not my... this is She's not your wife yet, so don't expect her to do all those things. However, as a a girlfriend, too, you want to make your man happy however you can. Meet him halfway a little bit, you know? At least let him know that you can cook. So at least you won't feel like, oh, you cannot cook at all. So that he doesn't be like, oh, he marries you, then... ah, you come into the house and then she really can't even cook or she really can't even clean at all. Yeah, so that's yeah. another thing, thing too, you know? I mean, I definitely think there there's acts of love that you can do. And I, and I think that's the, that's the like... And know, cooking is an act and, of and love. And that's what I'm saying. It's an act of love. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's like how I think about it. Like if I'm cooking for you, it's out of an act of love. Mm-hmm. And like I cook, you know, I generally like to cook as well. So it's like more than often, I probably would have ended up cooking, cooking for you yeah. at some point. Yeah. I'm not saying it like I'm Yeah, but not that it's my day. duty and exactly. um, your Or it's like, this. you know, like really don't look for that to be the quality in me that's wifely. I literally cook for everybody. Exactly. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I, I literally am like just that cooking type person like that can add to the to the flavor of it but yeah rethink your thinking in terms of what are you really expecting like the what instead of saying that she not cooking for me being like dang she not even really trying to do something that i like Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like she's not showing me that act of love yeah and if it's that serious for you to see that she can cook how about you go to a house and let her cook dinner and see if she can cook I mean, you buy groceries and uh-huh. see what you know you too maybe try to do some husband duty so she too can feel like okay you mm-hmm. know um, but yeah good luck it's just all about communication you know and understanding and yes don't have the African typical man Afri- the typical African man ideology that a woman must do this and that you know mm-hmm. please let's open our eyes <laughs> <laughs> alright but that's that cross culture conversation um, TV TV. What's going on TV? So the Housewives of Potomac reunion. We, you know, we be checking in every so often mm-hmm. with our Housewives drama and stuff. It was um, juicy. It was part one. Yes, I'm thirsty Sunday. for part two and stuff. So some of the drama that was real key this season is there's this girl, Ashley, who's married to this Australian older man uh, named Michael. They're the darkies. He's old enough to be her father. Yeah, he's old enough to be her father. Now, the thing with Michael is Michael has had a lot of allegations of him um making sexual comments at men. And this season, he was under fire for reportedly touching one of the crewmen's mm-hmm. butt, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the thing. Like, the whole cast kind of think he did it, whereas they got... They had a settlement, right? So, right. It, so it was never really... 
um, said if he really did or didn't do it. It yeah. was just a settlement. Um, so now, you know, everybody's trying to say, because they just had a baby as well. So everybody's trying to say, like, she basically had the baby as a way to secure her prenup. Um you know, just in case of whatever, whatever. So now she has the baby if anything goes wrong. But I, a lot of people think that she does know her husband is gay or has, like, bisexual tendencies and they just don't want to admit it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I do think he's gay. I think he's, like... Yeah, I think bisexual. he's definitely bisexual. You know, I, truth be told, I think he's more gay than bisexual. <laughs> I'm be real. I think he has more, like... I think he's really into men more. Like, even how he talks about... Juan and the other men. I don't even hear him talk about Ashley like that. Yeah, and then apparently, you know, they said it's not the first time it happened, too. It's not. So, mm-hmm. I feel like Ashley's so in denial. Yeah. Um. And then, remember, his his nudes were leaked last season was, for She said it's it. not him. But it's like, first of all, who did he send those to? They never even, like, really said if he sent them to, like, some younger babe mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, for all we know, he was on Grinder. Right, right. You know, like, so, yeah, I definitely think that, you know... He's hiding something. She's a beard for him. Yeah, she definitely is. And I think she just really just want to stick to it, you know, half her kid and half her money. But we'll see. Part two is going to come out, so we'll update you guys. Yes. Uh, Married to Medicine. I don't know if you watched that. You, you know were, I watched the LA uh, one. Yeah. I haven't caught up with on the, the original the, one. The original, the original one is, is actually Juicy's out. Um, so question, one of the things that happened, one of the ladies called um, the other cast member's husband a bitch. Ooh. How would you feel if... A friend of yours called your husband a bitch, and what would you do? It depends on what's going on, to be honest. But um, I mean, just yeah. What, what, you, how, how y'all get there? Right. Oh, some real stuff. Was like, how did y'all get there? Um, I like to think that I'm a fair person. Obviously, don't disrespect my husband. Yeah. You know, but it's like, and she publicly said your husband is the biggest bitch of them all. Oh, so it was just like she was just she just, was going in. She was just going in. Yeah. And, I mean, we would have an issue. I would definitely have to be yeah. like, why are you? You know, it's other ways that you could have said that you purposely wanted to. You were insulting him. Call him a bitch. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's no need for you to talk to my my husband, talk about my husband like in that. that. Way. I agree. So, that's one of the things going on. You guys should check it out. Um, it's good, you know, to see doctors and wives of doctors get into uh-huh. it. You know, it's a, it's a juicy show. Uh, another show that's out, American Horror Story. You know, I like all this horror stuff. Right, it's, it's good. Now, this one is titled um, 1984. So, basically, about a serial killer that killed um, uh-huh. the um, kids in a camp or whatever. Yeah, that's- I don't know if I like this story like that. It doesn't seem all that interesting, but ooh, I'll keep on following up with it. It's funny. I don't like American Horror Story, but I do like American Crime Story, mm. which is like it's like the same um, the same concept of basically each season is like a new story yeah, being retold. Yeah, yeah. But I do like the crime ones because those are like mm. it's like the I've first one was the OJ Simpson one. Right. Right, 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 right. With that, then the second one was the murder of. Uh, What's his name? Giorgio Armani. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think I watched that one. So then this one is going to be the Monica Lewinsky trial. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. And she's also producing it, right? Yeah, so I think, and I think it's the same creators. All right, all right. So I'm like, I might watch American Horror Story one day. I'm just like a scaredy cat. So you watched the Hustlers movie. How was that? Who Chile? Um... I'll give Hustlers like a 6.5. I don't understand. Like, you know, people be gassing stuff. Like, they were talking about, oh, um, reviews were saying this is an Oscar-nominated performance or Oscar-worthy performance for Jennifer Lopez. I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, Because I feel like she did Selena. She did enough. Like, I like Jennifer Lopez as an actress. Mm -hmm. I will say that. I do like her as an actress. And she didn't do a bad job. But I just, you know... Is that the movie itself just wasn't all that? Yeah, I just feel like... It was a, It was an interesting story. I will say that it was an interesting story. Um, I do think the promotion... 
The promotion was very misleading because Mm -hmm. the promotion makes it seem like more of the women of color are the stars when there's really not. Oh, really? Kiki is a is a supporting actress. Cardi is in a movie all of five minutes. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So they just did that to hype up the movie. So they hyped it up, and I and I find that a little interesting that to hype up this stripper movie, you put the women of color at the forefront. Mm. Where it's really, um, if in honesty, it's really a story about Jennifer Lopez and the the Asian girl. Mm. Asian girls to lead. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't more about her than J-Lo. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it was a it was an entertaining movie. It yeah. wasn't a bad movie, but... um, That's a good point you that know. you made, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, this one, When Bob Loves Abishallah, um, that's coming on CBS. Yeah. When it's it a, I think this it's, week? September. It's, I think it's supposed to start with the fall lineup. Sure, so, uh-huh. either um, this week or sometime in October. I think it's cool. So, it's basically about this white man named Bob who falls in love with this um, Nigerian woman that's like a nurse, I think, mm-hmm. for his mom or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's just like a real typical Nigerian woman. Like, And you can tell she's really Nigerian, yeah, too. Yeah, she has um, an accent. Everything. Which is, I think it's cute that they really use this Nigerian woman. And she doesn't, it, it's like, she doesn't even look like some Nigerian superstar. She literally just looks that, like, uh, that, like one of your Nigerian aunties, aunties that's yeah, like, you know, she's she cute, good. but she regular. She's not uh, super glammed up. Yeah, not, not Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a Motola or anybody. She's just like a regular Nigerian woman. I'm interested to see um, how plot, it unfolds and what's mm-hmm. the real plot behind it and what like the what's the story that's being told. But I I like to see. Uh, I'm enjoying that Nigeria is becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we kind of always been mainstream, but like in a different positive way. Too. Yeah, like in a positive way, like not just like a subplot or like the token country. Yeah. to, to highlight. I love you for one night. But yeah, but it's like our own culture is being you know it, its own story on TV. Yeah, so I'm sure. excited about stuff. It gives me hope for my future in the industry. I know, right? Amen to that. All right, let's go into music. Um, so soup um K Michelle, she has a new song out with Kate with um Cash Doll, Cash Doll and Young Miami called Superhood. It's okay. I, I just like have to keep on playing it, playing it. But it's decent. The video yeah. is out too. Yeah, the video made me like it a little Yeah, bit right. It's a cute song. I, I I tend to like K Michelle's songs. Not all of her songs, but she does have a little catchy songs. I think she's just not really marketable well. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I think with that, her own image and everything. I think with K Michelle, she I think she does, she be doing stuff for the wrong industry, right? Like she brands herself how female rappers brand themselves, but you like you're a songstress, yeah, yeah. So you gotta brand yourself as a songstress, and I think like not a, like, a reality TV show, yeah. Star. Like I think we like softer images from our R and B women, true. and she brands herself like a like a, a female rapper. She does. Um, so I mean, it's and, and then she has a voice of like a, a gospel singer, she, damn she near. Has a voice. So it's like. You got to pick what you're doing and align yourself with, with it that, a little yeah. bit more to push yourself out there in the right way. Um, so, Young and May, her new album is, I think, September 27th. Yeah, September 27th. It's called Her Story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy for Young and May because she's a real, she's a good rapper. And I think that, you know, with her being a stud, you know, it confuses people sometimes because I think they want to like her, but then they get confused because it's a girl and then it's so, but. But she's a good rapper, period. But she's a good rapper, period. And I think that, yeah, I just think that people just, like, have weird mixed feelings about how they feel or where they categorize her. So it, it like, almost makes her music shuffle in the dark. Mm-hmm. But I think Young M.A. has always been a great rapper. Yeah. Okay, um... The baby, he's dropping an album next week. Yes, his second album. They don't have like a, a actual 
release date. All they keep saying is late November, September, um, which is next week. So right, hopefully right. it drops next week. Uh, I like the baby. I definitely think that him and Meg The Stallion were like the standouts mm-hmm. of um, this new uh-huh. this new genre, a new class of hip hop. Um, yeah, I really, you know, I didn't even think that I would enjoy the baby's rap as much true, as I enjoy it, but I, I literally love the baby, yeah. so I'm excited. Okay, so JT, she is to drop um, well, a freestyle out on her first day. Yeah, so it's, and it's, she's when is she coming out? Because I'm tired of hearing this first day out, first listen, day out. And she, she said she wanted to do it to the beat of first day out by T Grizzly. Okay, so uh, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I've been waiting, the streets been waiting for JT. So come on, JT, we waiting. Come on, maybe she come out, come home, um, Thanksgiving. Maybe, I don't know because maybe. you've been saying top of the year, top of the year turned to summer. Just now it's fall. We'll see before it's turn into Christmas. I mean, or top of the year. I know, right? So, Why you know, we free JT. All right. Okay. So that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Uh, that is, let's go into a quote of the week. Um, Religion is meant to teach us true spiritual human character. It is meant for self-transformation. It's meant to transform anxiety into peace, arrogance into humility, envy into compassion, to awaken the pure soul in man and his love for the source, which is God. Hallelujah, everybody. All right, y'all. Happy Sunday. Bye. (laughs) Damn. This is cross culture. This is cross culture. (laughs)